Welcome to Three Blondes, One Battle. How are you today, Tara? Hey, Nikki. I'm so glad to be here. Missed, um, well, now Bobby's not here today, so I miss her, but I've met, I've been absent the past couple of weeks, so I'm glad to be on here with you. Yeah, glad to have you. Glad to chit-chat with you. So today, our topic is there's no quick fix when it comes to managing MS. And I think that the reason we chose that topic is just... I feel like a lot of people think um, that it's all in or you're or you're done for, right? Like it's either, okay, I, I've got to figure out the medications or I'm going to be in a wheelchair or I, I have to eat a certain way 100% or I'm going to be in a wheelchair or I have to, like it's, it's just very black and white when people think about once they're diagnosed, um, they have to go balls to the walls on certain things. And um, that's just not true. Yeah. I mean, Nikki, I, I agree with you. It's so interesting. And, and we've talked about that throughout our journey on this podcast, but it, and well, as we know, MS is such a up and, I mean, it's very, you know, like it's Roll nothing, up. it's not a straight line. It's, it's very up, down, you know, you get highs, lows, you get, um, and I just think that is almost like our plan to manage it. Sometimes just some different things. I don't know. We, sometimes we find what works sometimes we are like, no, it doesn't work. Or sometimes we realize that medicine that we pick might not work and our MS might take a dip. I don't know. We, I think flexibility is like a big word that we have to have a, a vision of, or, you know, you know, just our, a paradigm shift with thinking about MS is that, yeah, there's sometimes it's not going to be, if you have it in one mind, like if you really think, okay, I am all in on um, being, you know, the, oh, let's say this one drug or, you know, or, you know, which is, would be good still do vegan. I was just going to say like something and, and you still maybe have some, something that happens with your MS. Well, it doesn't mean one is not working. Right. I mean, we, but you might need to look at some other things or maybe it's, you know, I just don't think we can, um, put our, be stubborn with what we, how our approach to MS. Yeah. And I think that's the most frustrating part of multiple sclerosis is it is such a up and down roller coaster journey. And um, it really right. does require you to be um, pretty on point with paying attention to just your own body and what affects mm -hmm. you. Um, you really have to kind Absolutely. of pinpoint your stress levels. Uh, you have to manage your emotions a little bit more than the average American. And I think once people, you know, get a hold of that, then it makes the journey a lot easier. Um, but that can take decades, honestly. I, you know, you're right. I mean, it's almost like a picture of life though, too, doesn't it? we all grow in life and we all, I mean, I just think whether it's MS or, and then just, it, it, I think in fact, with MS, it allows you to maybe, I don't know, just grow in ways that other people might not be forced to grow and be adapted and change, you know, it just forces you, mm -hmm. um, to, um, learn, I don't know, to, to, I think it grows you in other ways as well. Like that some people might not be forced to grow in, in who they're becoming, like whether it's like disciplined or, you know, just what the way it's in tune with your body, you know, um, mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, you really can't drift through life managing MS. You really, you really have to be intentional and pay attention. And I will say that, you know, 
nothing's easy. I, I don't, I don't think that, you know, when it comes to no easy fix, I don't think any management of any uh, disease or definitely autoimmune um, diseases, I don't think any of them are easy, but when it comes to multiple sclerosis, we do know that stress is a key trigger in yeah. having attacks or uh, MS flares. I know that we talked a couple of weeks ago of the difference between an MS attack and an MS flare. An MS flare right. is something that's already happened in the past. And so you're just having a flare that uh, actually happened to you recently and me recently. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the fall flare. Yeah, I was going to actually ask you to give like, you know, can you think of, uh, you know, any, just for the listeners, can you think of something that specifically that maybe, you know, where you're like, yeah, there is no easy fix <laughs> or it like was an, uh, like a light bulb, like, yeah. Uh, you mean about a flare? Yeah, just about any, you know, just on your MS journey, like, you know, changing, adapting, shifting. Oh, um, yeah, I just, I do think that stress levels are, are, are very key. And so when, even, even if, you know, you're very, very busy and, um, you're, you're loving what's going on in your life. It's very exciting. You still have to take time to, let's say, do the breathing work every day. Or if your yeah. walk with God is important to you to have that still, you know, quiet time with God. Um, just, it's easy to kind of push to the side, the things that, you know, keep you, grounded and more, you know, level headed when things are going well. And when things are like, you know, right. kind of moving yes. fast in life and it's so exciting and, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. Um, those are the days that it's even more crucial because we do know that, especially, I mean, both of us almost, well, you've been managing it for 20 plus, I've almost 20 plus, oh, 20 years. And I will look back at the attacks that I've had I mean, my last MS attack, when I lost my eyesight for the first time in 18 years, everything was going so great. So I think those are the moments that you- Yeah, were right there. You just hit on, yeah, where it's like, wait, I'm doing everything. Mm -hmm. Or what I think I, is everything. I was pushing to the side uh, the things that I know my body needed. So even if you are- you know, running with life right now, you still need to take the moments of uh, relaxation. I think that because your mind is still moving, moving, moving all day long. And so the breathing exercises is still key. The devotions are still key. If you meditate and, you know, that's been part of your journey or yoga or some sort of stretching or exercise and you, you, you don't have time, you don't have time because life is so, life is happening. Those are, those are the things that you need to really keep in track um, and keep on top when things are moving fast in your life. Um, I think that like anything in life, when uh, crap hits the fan and it, and now all of a sudden it sucks and life is, you know, you have an attack or those things slow you down automatically, right? So then you're like, oh crap, I guess I should X, Y, Z. Um, but it's when you're, you know, loving life is that I feel like you really need to pay attention. Yeah. Nikki, I mean, I can relate. I mean, even just, um, you know, just recently with, you know, the past six months, a lot shifted with, um, me going back to work and, 
um, there's just some things that I think lended to, I felt like, um, I got so focused on some of the things that were, came into my life like that. Some that led to like me having less margin that I let go of a couple of things. I saw quickly that, um, like taking my vitamins consistently, um, there's just a couple things and even like getting my workouts in and, I started realizing like, you know, your MS doesn't allow you, it, it will show you what you're missing. You know what I'm saying? Like immediately, yeah. like, like, right. I really need to get back on track. Yeah. It'll all, it'll all compound. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, now your bladder issues or, um, you know, leg fatigue right. comes on. Right. Yes. Um, it's very obvious with MS. And that's the thing that I really actually, like you said earlier, I kind of, I appreciate about multiple sclerosis because I do feel like, uh, before diagnosis, I drifted, I did whatever I wanted. I really, I mean, I was very egocentric. Um, and you kind of have to drop all of that once you're diagnosed Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. um, yes, it is a mental struggle for sure. And hopefully it's, you know, many find themselves in that depressive state. And hopefully that's not you. Hopefully, you know, as, as you're keeping up with our podcast, we're giving you enough ideas that depression just won't, you know, rear its ugly, ugly head in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think also too, even thinking about too, as you were talking in there, like, you know, maybe there's something that we've tried, you know, which I think I can relate to like, um, and it's been like a medicine where you tried something and it hasn't, you know, it hasn't, it wasn't an easy fix. You still felt like it didn't help with the MS or it didn't, you know, it, it, you just have to be willing to, you know, one, not your beat yourself up about that, but mm. um, not quit on that either because of something not working, um, you know, just to keep persevering and keep finding either, you know, different ways to manage GMS. If one thing doesn't work or one thing's not a good, you know, that's not really, you feel like not optimizing um, your MS or you feel like it's making you feel better than shift and try something else. Yeah. I love that. And um, you know, the first thing I think of is obviously big pharma drugs because the DMDs um, a lot of people do tend to focus on those and same thing with those. Like if they're not improving your number of attacks um, there's a a gal that wrote a book. I feel like all of our friends are writing books about MS, but um, I was reading her book the other day and she was saying that within the first 20 years of this girl's diagnosis, all she knew was drugs, DMDs. She had 17 attacks in those 20 years. Well, you shouldn't be still having all of those attacks. If, it, if it's not, if it's not slowing it down significantly, then ask for a different, ask right. for a different drug. Um, yeah, it's annoying. And yes, you're going to have to, you know, wean yourself, the doctors, you know, you're gonna have to wean yourself off a certain one, um, learn the next one. But it's definitely, if that's the, the walk that you're choosing with MS is, is, is big pharma drugs. Don't feel like you have to stick with one. There's so many out there. Right. Don't be, yeah. You know, just be willing to look at it and be like, okay, you know what? I don't think this is working for me and I'm going to explore something else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And especially now, now, if you are the alternative side, like I am, um, and actually you and Bobby do this with food as well you you got to be patient with yourself. So yes, there's many different ways that you can be eating out there. Start super simple Absolutely. and just 
eliminate the yeah. beans, eliminate the milk. And there's so many gluten-free foods out there. You guys, you could sell a pasta. There's gluten-free pasta. So, I mean, those three things eliminating right away, that should be pretty simple. And then keep track of what's going on in your body when you're eliminating. That's the one thing of alternative medicine that you have to be willing to, you know, with big pharma drugs, it's a little bit, here's your side effects. These are probably what you're going to feel. And this is what you're getting every month with alternative medicine. You have to be more willing to keep track of, okay, this is what I'm doing this week. This is what I did. Um, this is week four and this is how I'm feeling. Eh, you know, I'm going to kind of add this in and you kind of have to keep like a journal, more of a journal. If you're going to do alternative medicine style. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's definitely not easy, um, but there's more wiggle room um, to kind of play around with your body. And some people love that. Some people hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the control, um, you know, but if you're the personality that that doesn't, you know, thrive on control, maybe that's not for you. So. And I think too, there's certain, there's like you said, even mentioning those three, I think there's a certain set of standards too, that really are musts with MS, regardless of what you choose to kind of like there, you know, there is no easy fix and, but still should be doing like, even if you're still not doing well, if you are, you know, taking vitamin D and you're, um, you know, you're cutting out gluten, if you, if, I just think you, those are even the neurologists, mainstream neurologists now are, you know, having MS patients, um, at least at the MS center saying, you know, no gluten, you know, you really need to limit your gluten, your sugar, you know, you don't have to be, you know, especially for people who don't want to go extreme, but those are minimal things. I think there's a certain set of standards that probably, which we've talked about just really every, every MS patient should be doing. And, and then even if they're not working or you feel like they're not working, like maybe you're having an attack. Well, you still have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think you still do it. Right. I don't think you stop. Don't get discouraged on the things that, you know, like that, or that we, you know, just, I think you still keep on doing them and then add, maybe you add other things or, you know, um, or, you know, I don't know. I just think you have to not give up on the, the things that probably should be foundational to treating MS. Yeah, you definitely can't quit. And and another thing that's kind of fun is if you are, you know, on a journey of healthy eating and then all of a sudden you find yourself, let's say a lot of us emotionally eat, right? So yeah. like I'm I I do this sometimes and it's usually with breakups. What do I do? I'm doing great, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. And then all of a sudden I, I have a breakup and what and so then I start drinking the vodka and eating the sugar. And then after about two weeks, I'm like, what am I doing? I can barely walk. Nikki. So, I know that's what I do. Yes. Yes. Like what I mean, are I doing? It's insane. And so, yeah, your, your situation is, you know, you're married, you're not breaking up when you're going out, but you know, it could be with kids. It could be with your job. It could be so, yeah. so it's kind of cool that you can pay attention to that. And then you've got to like, whether, when, whether you read a study on it or not, you know, that you were feeling better before you add the sugar and the alcohol. Now all of a sudden your walking sucks or, you know, your, your eyesight's getting a little blurry again, or, you know, wherever your trigger is, wherever right. that lesion is, right. it doesn't take much, you know, science to figure out like, uh Oh, that probably isn't a smart idea. I'm causing inflammation. Maybe I should stop. <laughs> yeah. 
Usually, yeah, usually those are, and you just nailed it. Like, usually those are even my own triggers. Like, that happens to me. I'm like, wait, what am I doing? I feel like crap. And why do we do I'm that? You know, we think I'm missing my feet. Was that worth it eating that cookie? And I just got went six months without being gluten free. And now I'm eating uh, brownie because I'm stressed out and brownie every day for about two weeks. And then I'm like, come on now. Like, I don't even do it for a day. Like, I, like I'll, I'll go hardcore for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, oh, this is so dumb. Um, another thing I will say when it comes to, uh, eating, this is very interesting. If you have an addictive personality, so what that looks like is, um, you know, and you can admit it to yourself, obviously we're not speaking to you guys in person, but if you, um, you know, uh, tended to be addicted to alcohol or you are addicted to food or you are addicted to working out, like you're just obsessed. Right. And then all of a sudden you find yourself being diagnosed with MS. You know what type of people do fantastic on very strict programs? The first person that comes to my mind is Matt Emery. Matt Emery. <laughs> yes. So if you've got an addictive person, this can actually serve you in your diagnosis with MS because you're going to be one of those people that find Terry Wall or you're going to be one of those people that find the best bet diet or you know uh, the autoimmune protocol diet. Um, and you're going to thrive. You're going to stick to it 100% and people are going to look at you and be like, oh my gosh, you have no symptoms. What are you doing? And you can eat like this day after day after day after day. And you don't need to kind of have the, 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 um, right. you need that structure because you thrive right. on that addictive person. So use that to your ability once you're diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there is, I think I wish I was an addictive personality. I'm like, Damn. I know. <laughs> I mean, MS doesn't um, discriminate. I mean, I will say there's different walks of personalities across the board, right? With MS, there's going to be, everyone's going to approach differently. Just like God made us so uniquely different. Our personalities are different and how we approach life and how we approach something like this diagnosis. Of MS. Some of us are going to be really strict. Some of us are going to be a little bit more, ah, you know, yeah, kind of, but you know, still using our strengths and weaknesses to um, propel us forward and yeah, be healthy and helping our MS to live yeah. the best life we can. Yeah, absolutely. And we share a lot of those listening. Um, we share a lot of uh, alternative ideas on our Facebook, our three blondes, one battle Facebook uh, page. So you can look there if you need some ideas. And well, a gal just yeah. reached out to me today about yes, retaining urine. I'm like, Oh, I love talking about that. Um, oh yeah. We've been talking about that too. Pumpkin seed. We've been talking a lot. Me and Nikki as well. We've been talking about that. Yeah. So I just for that this morning and no then, problem. uh, hipparate, um, the, the prescription that my urologist gave me, I gave her that as well. So she could ask her urologist for it. So yeah. What's so that called again? Um, Nikki, um, so I believe it's called hipparate, hipparate. Um, I don't remember. I don't have my cell phone mm. in front of me, but, um, I put it on underneath the conversation. It's actually at the top of the feed right now. We're talking right. about, um, bladder health. So anyone out yeah. there with bladder health issues, go to our Facebook page. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But, um, yeah, so hopefully this helped you realize that you don't have to have any aspect of multiple sclerosis figured out. Like it's, it's just one giant, you got to be patient with the puzzle. Okay. Like you just got yeah, to, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. there's different pieces and, um, you know, give yourself grace. You'll figure out the different pieces as, as time goes by. 
Um, and again, for those that are just diagnosed, this is, you got this, like, you don't need to freak out. You don't need to get on the internet and start freaking yourself out with what you see. It's just a diagnosis. Now is the fun part, right? So this is how you can flip the combo in your head. Yes, the narrative. This is the fun part. Now you get to figure out how to make your body because our bodies want to heal naturally. Like our bodies don't want to be sick. It wants to heal itself. So now start playing with the puzzles. What what is there right now that you can control? Maybe you should switch around. Maybe you've been kind of like teeter-totting on, I don't know, something in your past that you need to get rid of. I mean, this is like, Yes, you didn't ask for it. <laughs> you didn't ask for it, but you can make it fun by starting to put the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what is that saying? Making lemonade out of lemon. I don't know. Just <laughs> making the most of what life gives you, I guess. Yeah. Lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well hopefully, yeah. hopefully we gave you some ideas and um, we will see you next week to what? talk about, Ooh, Oh, actually we're going to talk about red light therapy. So yeah, which Nikki, you're a wealth of information with that, but um, I'm looking forward to that. I think a lot of our listeners, I hope will look forward to that because it's kind of like cutting edge. So yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. Hopefully we'll get Teresa on here to talk about it. So she just got a bed. There's no red light therapies beds in Winston-Salem. And now she just got a bed. I'm like, man, she's like, yeah, she's on top of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I hope you can join us. So thanks. And uh, glad we could jump on here and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye guys. Bye everyone.